are so excited that you joined us for worship. Our pastors and church family are praying that the favor of God will be on your life and that this word will help propel you into greater purpose. We hope that you are blessed by the following message. Y'all are like, what the heck? <laughs> Listen, we got a series of videos. That can, you can stand with me for a moment. We have a series of videos that are going to tell you a story throughout the entire series. So I don't want you to miss a Sunday because every single Sunday there's going to be another part of the story. But did you see how Holy Spirit in the midst of her prayer time begin to speak a name to her? How many times have you been in an experience where you heard a name or you said, you heard something say, don't go that way or don't do that or shut your mouth. How about this? Or open your mouth or, or put the job application in or don't apply for the job. Holy Spirit is consistently speaking in our lives and giving us information. It's not a something that's speaking to you. That man's name is Holy Spirit. Anybody excited about the Holy Ghost today? I said anybody excited about the Holy Ghost today? Do me a favor, look at somebody next to you and say, I got a friend. I have a friend. And his name is Holy Spirit. Find somebody on the other side and tell them, I've got a friend. And his name is Holy Spirit. Find somebody behind you and tell them, I got a real friend. I got a real friend. And his name is Holy Spirit. Would you just thank God as the awful would and say, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Come on real quick, praise God. That you've got the Holy Ghost, y'all playing. I said, praise God that you've got the comforter. You've got the helper. You've got the paraclete moving in your life today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to welcome everybody that's here in the, in the sanctuary and everyone that's watching online from around the world. Would you help welcome your online audience that's watching today our worship experience. Man, I'm so excited to be here with you in the house of the Lord today. I believe God has something, something really great in store for us. And I believe that you're not in just another worship experience, but that the Lord's brought you here for a particular reason and a particular time. I want to add my voice to Trejays and say thank you to all of our first, second, and third time guests that came to worship with us. Let's thank God for them one more time. You could have chosen any place to worship. So, man, we're amped that you chose to be here with us at Kingdom Culture today. We have three campuses, well, four, three here in Southern California, one in Compton, California, one in San Bernardino, one in Temecula, California. And we're in the preliminary stages of starting our campus, our campus in Las Vegas, Nevada. So we're excited that you're here. We're a one house. One house, many rooms. We don't have a bunch of churches, but we are one church that just happens to be over four different cities. So I'm happy that you're here today in the house of the Lord. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter in the 19th verse. We're going to jump into the word of God today. Um, I believe that something's stirring for your life. Um, you know, you can come in here today and leave out a totally different person. Uh, do you understand that? That because of the power of Christ, you can be sick today and walk out of your healed. Um, you, could, you could have weights on your shoulders and walk out of here liberated. That's how God works. Um, he's a miracle worker. Anybody really believe that today? 
And I believe, hallelujah, I believe that God is working miracles in somebody's life today. You did not just step into the house of the Lord. You stepped, you stepped into a moment in God that the Lord knew before the foundations of the earth that you would be in this room with these people. And he had something in store for you that I believe if you're attentive to him, he's going to totally wreck your life in a good way. First Corinthians, the sixth chapter and the 19th verse. Do you not know that your body is the temple? of the Holy Spirit who is in you whom you have from God you are not your own verse 20 for we are bought with the price therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's I just want to minister a message this afternoon entitled in me in me thank you gentlemen so much would you praise God for our, our musicians these minstrels these men of God Last week, we started a brand new series entitled Stranger Things. This series is going to be focusing all month long in October about the supernatural power of God. And we actually started off in Genesis chapter 1 last week. And I want to go back there just for a moment today to uh, relay the foundation that we began laying last week that can help us connect the word that God wants to say to us today. So in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth earth. So we talked about this last week, that the heavens are more real than what we're sitting in today. We talked about how Hebrews 11 says that the things that are seen were made out of the things that are unseen. So the seats that we're sitting in today, it is less real than what heaven is. Heaven is more real. Are you rocking with me today? Heaven is the place that we all came out of. The earth came out of heaven. For the teaching for this series, the way that we have explained this is that because heaven is first, then heaven we would consider the first dimension. Somebody say the first dimension. We would consider earth the second dimension. Somebody say the second dimension. So, so we, we talked about how heaven cannot be seen as a place that we just go when we die, but heaven has to be seen as a place that you can experience right now. That heaven wants to invade your life. The first dimension wants to invade the second dimension. We talked about how Matthew chapter 6 makes it clear that kingdom come, thy will be done where? on earth as it is in heaven so heaven has an interest in earth heaven has a major interest in earth heaven wants to invade earth that's why in genesis chapter one we automatically see from the beginning we see holy spirit involved in the creation experience as holy spirit is hovering over the face of the deep Holy Spirit was there from the beginning. Holy Spirit, if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, Holy Spirit is the active agent of the Godhead. Write that down. Holy Spirit is the active agent of the Godhead. Or he, he, he is he's the expression of the Godhead moving in the earth today. Let me explain Holy Spirit like this. Holy Spirit, uh, uh, we understand that there's God the Father, right? God the Son, and then God Holy Spirit. There are not three gods, but there are one God with three expressions. Are you getting this? So the best way I think to explain it, as I have before, is an apple, right? You have an apple, the apple has skin, the apple has meat, and it has core. But you do not call them three different apples. It is one 
apple. Are you rocking with me today? So God the Father moves. It's the same God. God the Son moves. Same God. And then God Holy Spirit moves. Now, when I was growing up, when we talked about Holy Spirit, the only thing that people really connected Holy Spirit was with like goosebumps and, and screaming. So when people would say, the Holy Ghost came. They, they, they would always, ha! And they, they would do stuff like that. So when I grew up, I thought all the Holy Spirit did was make you shake. Y'all really going to look at me like that? I, I really, I thought all Holy Spirit was do was make you dance. That's why, because everybody would say the Spirit came when they started shouting, which I don't understand why we call that shouting because our feet are moving. Our voice isn't doing anything. But that's a whole other conversation. Uh, this is when we would call, say that Holy Spirit was present. But how many realize that there's more to Holy Spirit than what we realize? There's more to Holy Spirit than what we've grasped or we understood. But God wants to bring you into the understanding of how Holy Spirit can move, watch this, in your everyday life. In your everyday life. Like the young woman praying on, in her closet and Holy Spirit speaks the name. Holy Spirit gives the business idea. Holy Spirit gives you a moment, watch this, of supernatural intelligence. Some of us feel like we're really that smart to come up with the stuff we come up with. I mean, you really take credit for it. You take credit that God told you to, that you applied to that particular job. You're like, I was just on it. I mean, I woke up that morning, I saw it, and I just, I knew it was mine. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm on my grind, and I just, I just went in there, and look, I'm a boss, man. I got that job, and I went, please, man, you're not that smart. Holy Spirit is the one that told you to go up and apply for that child and go to that particular place. Give the man his credit. Stop taking his glory. And recognize that even before you really even knew Holy Spirit, he was already working in you. The Bible says you can't even get saved unless Holy Spirit is the usher that brings you into the kingdom. Did you hear what I said? Uh, you, you can't even come to Christ unless Holy Spirit is walking you through the process. So Holy Spirit is more than a hit. Because if all you do is speak in tongues, but you still broke it as a joke, and you can't change the world around you, I don't want your Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, sermon come down. Holy Spirit will empower you to change the world around you. I'm getting ahead of myself. So you, you can, somebody say, I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. So, so I, love, I, love, I love the understanding, the power of this agent of the Godhead or the agent of the first dimension, Holy Spirit. He's amazing. Let's go over to Psalms 139, verse 1, which is going to continue to lay a foundation for what God wants to say to us today. Psalms 139, verse 1. Scripture says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. I, I just want to pause for a moment because some of us in the room have been trying to hide from God. Some of us have been faking like God does not know everything about you. So in our prayers, we show up as an actor and not the real us. 
we, we, we show up, we show up faking and shaking even in prayer. We, 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 we show up in front of God saying stuff like it's not really us. And we come in like, God, here is your servant. Here am I, oh God. And God like, fool, please. Why are you even talking to me like that? You don't even, you, 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 don't, you don't feel like you my servant in the first place. The reality is that before you came in prayer, you was arguing in yourself even if you were worthy to pray. So don't come now in prayer talking about he is your humble servant. Be real when you get into prayer and say, God, guess what? I don't even really feel like I'm worthy. I don't feel like I belong in your presence, but I believe if you're real, you'll help me. If you're really there, you'll support me. You gotta be real about where you are with God so he can help you with your situation. So he already knows. Help me, Holy Ghost. He already knows you're rising up. He knows you're sitting down. He says, you understand my thought afar off. If I had time, I would stay there a little while longer. You comprehend, you comprehend my path and, 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 my, and my lying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's high and I cannot attain it. Where can I go? from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence if I ascend to heaven you're there if I make my bed in hell behold you are there apostle what are you trying to get to us today I want you to understand that Holy Spirit is everywhere at all times why is this important? Because some of us, if you were in here today, you would work hard not to cuss. Because you're like, I'm in God's house. And because I'm in God's house, I'm not going to cuss you out. Come on. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to save you today. You got saved because of the fact that we in God's house. If we wasn't in God's, y'all trying to play me like some of y'all ain't never been there before. If we wasn't in God's house, I would tell you a couple. Here's the problem with your theology. God is everywhere. So when you cuss in on the corner, he there too. And you want to holler, oh, this is holy ground. That is too. Everything he created is holy ground. Every place he created, y'all ain't saying nothing. Every place he created is the holy house. Come on, the house of Pancakes is the holy ground. Y'all ain't said nothing. Waffle House, the holy ground. The trap house, the holy ground. Wherever God is. It's holy ground. Because wherever he is, it becomes holy. Is anybody hearing this today? If you can change your theology, you can grow today. You can, you, can, you can step into another mentality when you understand he's everywhere all the time. So I don't honor him on Sunday. Watch it now. I honor him every day. On Monday, I honor the man. On Tuesday, I honor him. Wednesday, I honor him. Thursday, I honor him. Friday and Saturday, I honor him all the time because I want him to recognize I appreciate his presence. So... He's everywhere. Somebody just holler back everywhere. Now, there's something else that I want to talk to you about Holy Spirit, and it is the understanding or the mindset that most people have is the only way that they experience Holy Spirit in their thinking is this, that Holy Spirit comes on you. Now, it's biblical. Holy Spirit does come on you, 
but it's not the only way that you experience Holy Spirit. If you experience Holy Spirit only by him coming on you, then you'll believe there's time when he comes off of you. <laughs> so I'll behave a certain way when I feel like the Holy Ghost is on me. But when I feel like he's off me, I'll have a whole nother living and a whole nother way of responding. And so there are people who are walking around saying the Holy Ghost came on. You know, people used to say stuff like, like I caught the Holy Ghost. What the heck? Was he, was he running? What did you you mean you caught him right and so what they would mean though all of this stuff was surrounding feelings so most of us feel like I can't even do nothing in the world until I wait for Holy Spirit to come on me why haven't you started your business yet because you waiting for Holy Spirit to come on here. Why, 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 why haven't you gone where you're supposed to go? Because you're waiting for Holy Spirit to come on here. But I want to help you to understand that even in the times when Holy Spirit came on a person, he was doing more than coming on him. A matter of fact, in Acts 1 and 8, the Bible says you shall receive power. Oh, watch it now. You can't do that now. I'm about to run. I, I said, you. the whole Bible says after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. Now watch this now. The Holy Spirit never just comes on you if he comes on you he wants to place something in you yeah even in the old testament watch it when when holy spirit came upon samson he didn't just come on samson he dropped something in samson <laughs> so when holy spirit came on samson what happened god dropped supernatural power in him so that in when this enemies tried to take him even at the end when he begged god give me one more chance i know i messed up bad i know i didn't do right god i know i failed over and over again and god said i'm gonna give you one more experience i'm about to drop holy ghost on you but when i drop him on you it's gonna be something that hits in you and he wants to come on you to be able to put something in you so he can get something out of you Y'all missed it. I said he comes on you to put something in you so he can get something out of you. Holy Spirit is not just coming so that you can feel good, so you can holler and scream. He come on you because you've got to change the world around you. Your family needs you to have the Holy Ghost. Your friends need you to have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost helps you. He goes on to say, help me, Lord. He goes on, he goes on to say this to you. I come upon you to put power in you for a purpose so you can be my witnesses. He says, I want you to witness of what you experience and I want you to witness it in every sector of the world. Every sector of the world. So this changes the game because Holy Spirit then does not just come on me so I can do what is considered supposed church work. <sighs> if, 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 we, if, we, if you feel like Holy Spirit just comes on you so you can jump on a team and you can do whatever, whatever. No, 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 baby. Holy Spirit comes on you to place something in you so that you could be, so you could be like Steph Curry. You think Steph Curry just has talent and skill? You missed it. That man went somewhere in prayer. Y'all, y'all, some of y'all gonna totally miss this today. 
He went somewhere in prayer. He worked on his skill too. Watch it now. But he went somewhere in prayer. And God said, you know what, Steph? I'm going to put my Holy, put Holy Spirit on you. And not only that, I'm going to drop supernatural ability in you. Because if I know that if I do it, you're going to go and take your platform and make sure that people hear the gospel who would have never heard it in a church in America. But you're going to stand up for me and let the world know around you that I'm alive and I'm real today. Holy Ghost didn't come so you could preach the gospel alone. Holy Ghost didn't just come so you could do something in church. Holy Spirit came so you could be the best doctor on the floor. Holy Spirit came so that you can install them bundles like anybody's business and him giving you power to do it. Are you in here today? So when you understand Holy Spirit, it changes the game now because your interaction with Holy Spirit is all about you changing the world. Here's the reality. We can't even... you. You can't even be a, a, good, a good parent without Holy Ghost. That's, that takes supernatural ability. Oh, my God. To not, come on, to not have shaken baby syndrome. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That, that, that take, I only got a couple of parents that's going to rock with me in here today. It takes the Holy Ghost that are constrained. You say, not today, not today. You're going to end up in jail. See, CPS going to come and get these kids. Holy Ghost will tell you, you better not do it. You better do it. You know your kid talk too much. They're going to go and tell. You better not. You better not. It takes Holy Ghost. Somebody holler Holy Ghost in here. It takes the Holy Ghost in order to be a good parent. Because here's the reality that I need you to understand. Family is ministry. You can never fulfill a supernatural assignment naturally. So if you think all you're going to do is read the book in order to find out how to be a good parent, you're going to miss the next level of parenting. You need Holy Ghost to come in your experience like Mary. You need to have an encounter with God where the, where, the, where the first heaven invades the second heaven and gives you the identity of your child. Some of y'all caught it. Some of you missed it. Where, where, where the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit came upon her and God began to send representatives from the first dimension. He sent angels down to talk to Mary and to talk to Mary and say, listen, let me tell you about the destiny that's on this child so that you'll know how to handle this child. You'll know what kind of school to put them in. You'll know what kind of grades they're supposed to have. Because you need to know the identity of your child. Don't you raise every one of your children the same way? Because different children need different food. And you need the Holy Ghost to tell you how to do it. I hope I'm helping somebody today. See, this supernatural thing is more practical than what you understand. <laughs> you can't be a business person without the Holy Ghost. Because if not, if you don't have the Holy Spirit leading you, then you become a greedy individual. So you'll cut corners just for the dollar. <laughs> you'll oversell your product because of the fact that you're trying to get money. But Holy Spirit will direct you in your business and teach you how to be influential at the same time and be integral at the same time. Come on, influential and integral. I have the ability to influence you to take my product and services. But at the same time, I have the ability to stand in integrity. It's not either or, it is both and. I'm going to say it like I told you a couple of weeks ago. We can get this paper and live for God. I need you to hit somebody next to you and say, I ain't playing. Tell them, I ain't playing. Say, I'm going to get this paper and I'm going to live for God.
So if you, if you live your life just seeing him as being on you, you're going to miss out. Because even when he comes on you, he places something in you to get something out of you. Then, 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 there's, the, then there's the understanding and where we're going to spend most of our time today that Holy Spirit is in you. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 19. Uh, 1 uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse number 19. Are you ready? Let's go there. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. We're going back. Do you not know? Pray for my front row, please. Pray for my front row. Pray for my front row. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and 19 says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. Let's spend some time there. Uh, temple is defined from its original language in Greek as, as property, a sanctuary, a divine dwelling place, a sacred abode, a place of defined manifestation. So if I think that Holy Spirit only comes on me, the picture is that the man far, far away, Holy Spirit, in a far, far away land has to come down here and encounter me to come on me for me to complete what I'm called to do. But if I change my theology, if I change my understanding to realize Holy Spirit does not have to come from a faraway land in order to be able to do what I need him to do, then I understand he's not coming anywhere actually. He's already here. Changes my prayers now. Because my prayers now are not always come in the room, Lord. If you change your perspective, you will get access to a place in God that most never tap into. I'm telling you. The way you see life, your worldview is everything. If you would just switch it just a little bit, you'll, you'll get in the way. So I, 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 I won't just pray, come in the room, God. I understand what we're praying. We're asking for his manifested presence. I understand that. We're, we're, we're praying, just come in the room, Lord. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. And I believe Holy Spirit is, is sometimes knocking on the door of our heart saying, ah, can you change that? I don't have to come in because I'm already in. Oh, have mercy. I'm already, I'm already in you. I'm already in you. Now listen to this. He says, your temple, your body, watch this, is the temple of Holy Spirit, right? So your body is the place where Holy Spirit dwells. Your, your body is the place where Holy Spirit dwells. It is, it is God's house. It's not even really yours is is God's house and I have a question for you would you ever walk in a grown man's house and tell him how to run his house none of you have good sense because you walk in my house talking crazy you can walk right back out my house you don't say nothing uh, you, you you can't you you don't come in a grown man's house telling him to run it well why do most Christians do that we tell God what we're going to do with his house let me say it differently. The way that you handle your temple can determine what Holy Spirit can do with it. 
you're about to not like me. So on, on a daily basis then, I have to be careful what I do with the man's house. So when I have a choice, kale and spinach, this is where I'm, I'm going to lose you. Kale and spinach, or a double-double. Or a double double. So here we are, and I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you. I promise it's practical. Here we are thinking that the food choices that we eat are just food choices and they don't really matter. But, but I really want you to think if, if your body is the temple, you have to be careful how you handle the body, or listen, a Holy Spirit could lose an ambassador. I, I'm gonna back it up a little bit. So, so I'm gonna back it up a little bit. Let me say, so, 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 kale. Spinach or double-double? If I choose the double-double, the double-double stacks up with all of the rest of the things that I put in my body that maybe don't belong there at that level. I'm just being excessive. Maybe I could have gotten a single or maybe I could have gotten nothing at all from there. So I, I, I'm allowing the culture to influence me instead of heaven. Because excessive America, I didn't expect you to shout and scream at me right now. Uh, that, 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 that America is excessive. So now, when I take in that burger, now I'm clogging my arteries. I, I'm, I'm involved in, in making my body, listen to this, I'm causing for my body to perish. Perish is not an immediate death. Uh, perish is a slow death. So people think that people are only suicidal when they, when they slash, slash their wrist. That they're only suicidal when they hang themselves. But some of y'all are suicidal by burger. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Uh, because you're killing yourself slowly. Uh, and you know it's a problem. Don't look at me like that. I'm going to tell you the truth at the end of the day. Uh, and you know it's a problem. How do you know it's a problem? Because even your doctor understands bloodlines. Right? I've told you this before. Because when you go to the doctor, when you go to the doctor, the first thing they do is make you fill out that dag on paper that ticks me off. I went to go get glasses. And they went, oh, did your mama ever have high blood pressure? Did your daddy have it? I'm like, what, man? My appointment was 20 minutes ago. I wanted to see a doctor. What is going on? They're checking your bloodline. And if you would pay attention to the fact that your mama had diabetes, that your daddy had high blood pressure, and you know what's going on in your bloodline, now the choices of what you eat ought to be a little different right now. Now, y'all, some of y'all are like, that's just too spiritual for me. Well, then, go ahead and take one of heaven's ambassadors there. Because what will happen is, if you don't begin to eat the way you're supposed to eat, your, your, your body begins to respond. Now, what you do, you call it an attack. Y'all don't have to like this. I, I'm, called to, I'm called to help you grow. I'm called to help you change. So you say, we say stuff like this, and it'd be like, how you doing? I'm just, I mean, it's, I'm under attack. I mean, the devil is attacking my body. And poor Mr. Devil, because he's sitting there in hell like, I didn't do nothing to you. I didn't. 
I actually, <laughs> I didn't touch you. Uh, he, he looking at the principalities, the principalities asking the demons, did you? I, I don't remember sending that assignment. Did you go down there? I didn't tell you to do that. Did you? They're like, no, no, Mr. Principality. I didn't touch them. I didn't do nothing to them. Uh, uh, who's attacking you? You're attacking yourself. Uh, that's who's attacking you. Hell don't have nothing to do with it. You've attacked yourself because you made the wrong decisions. Now, because you ate the wrong thing, you became sick. You took a sick day. You did not go to work. Your work or your job is your supernatural assignment. That day, God wanted you there because he was going to speak a name to you and tell you to take one of your coworkers out to lunch who was struggling with something in their soul. But because you didn't make the right decision over here, then it ended up affecting your supernatural assignment. And therefore, you were not able to go to work because your body was responding, saying, stop, put that in me. And then some soul ended up not being reached, all because kale and spinach. Oh, a double-double. I'm trying to help you today. Some of you are like, that's too much for me. I'm trying to help you. Every one of your experience. If you want to know where, where your success or your failure is found, it's found in your daily routine. It's only a few things that whatever you consider success, whatever, whoever, whatever success looks like to you, it's only a few things that are different between what you do and what you consider success. Those people have begun to put something in their daily routine that calls for them to get certain effects that you are responses, rather, that you are not getting because of your daily decisions. I hope I got on your nerves. So you've got to make sure that you're handling your temple. A matter of fact, a couple of scriptures before, he talks about temple care even in another way. He talks about sexual immorality. Yeah, yeah he said it, it really matters. Uh, it, it matters what you do. I know, I know the song. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you who the socket to. Yes, I can. The Bible said I can. And I'm going to tell you that you better be careful where you put it. Because if you just lit stuff in it that's not supposed to be in it, or you put it in places it's not supposed to go, y'all don't want to work in here, you'll end up catching something. My, my, my wife's grandmother used to say, you'll catch something that you can't shake off. I need you to understand that you better be in a place where you better handle your temple on another level. Hit somebody that look like I'm getting on their nerves and tell them, temple care, baby, temple care. You can be called to prophesy to the nation, but if you dead, ain't nobody going to get the word. I told the prophetic team just yesterday, I said, I'm about to put you on, 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 on the treadmill. And on the treadmill, I'm going to have you pray in the Holy Ghost while you're on the treadmill. Because I'm going to get you together. Because you're not going to be around here talking about this man raising me up. And all you can do is perfect your gift. But at the same time, you can't handle what is going on with your body. Sherman, you preach it here today. In you. Somebody say, in me. Is this helping anybody? I feel the Holy Ghost here. Some of y'all look like you want to throw something at my head. I dare you. I got security. I dare you to throw something at this stage. <laughs> Just play. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, you've got to make the adjustments. Is this making sense today? Your daily decisions, man, is so practical that if you begin to do that, then you'll begin to see different results. 
Are you getting that? Because the, I'm going to stay here because it doesn't just fall off. I want to help somebody. they like, I feel like I went in a fitness class. Well, welcome. Think about it because it's not going to just fall off of you on one day. Some of you have tried a diet for seven days. I'm going to do Atkins. Or, or we know, we do not. I'm going to do the, the lemon and cayenne pepper thing. I'm going to, you know. You vegan every other week. <laughs> trying, uh, uh, I'm going to do this and that. And you're trying to figure out what it is. Here's the thing. You have not had sustainability. And if you would just stay the course for a while. I'm telling you, because if, if, you, if you're so big that you're going to just fall out and die tomorrow, how is that going to help anybody? So I can preach to you, oh, go change the world. But no, you can't. Because if you run five minutes, you're going to faint. It's tough in here. I feel it. I, I feel the resistance and everything. But it's good for you. It's good for you. I, I need you to high five somebody and say, he talking right. He just, the man is talking right. All right. So your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, right? So you got to handle the temple so Holy Spirit can do the work that he needs to do in you. Are you getting this today? you got to handle the temple so that you can live long enough that the word can get out to the world around you. Let's jump over to John chapter 14, verse 16. John 14, 16 takes it a whole nother level. 14, 16 takes it a whole nother level. Let's jump in the word. And I want you to study this stuff, the whole chapters on your own time because I want to see you grow and I want you to see you develop and I want to see you use the word. Here it is. John 14, 16 said, listen, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he might abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, look at this, for he dwells with you and will be where? I said, where is he going to be? So he's in you. Look at this. The helper is in you. The helper is in you. The, 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 the Greek word is paraclete, and this is what it means. It means an advocate, a comforter, a helper. So when we're going through circumstances, most of the time, Pastor Jose, we are looking for help out there. We need the body. The body is important. Each joint supplies to each joint what it needs. We need the body. But the body, we don't go to the body before we go to the head. Uh, we, we don't go to the body before we go to the head. So what is God trying to say to you? Stop looking for help out there when the help is within you. Oh, man. What if, what, if, what if you just begin to change your mentality on a daily basis? Because some of you, you pray in order to try to get Holy Spirit to come on you. So 
So when y'all, when y'all wanna, you got a real big assignment, you, you're like, you know, just in whatever your destiny is, you're like, why are you praying in tongues? You're not praying in tongues for anything except the Holy Ghost to come on you. What if you change your mentality and when you begin to pray in the spirit, you are believing for God to turn on what was in you? What if you begin to pray in a certain way that you say, God, what's on the inside of me? Flip the switch on so I can go and change the world around me. What if you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost with the faith to believe that what God locked in you can come alive and you can change the world around you? Look at somebody say, it's in you, it's in you, it's in you. Your help is within. You're delayed in writing the book because you thought you needed to go to a particular place to learn something. <laughs> you thought you needed to take, and I'm not against education, I'm for it, but you thought I cannot do it until I take a writer's class, until I can't write the book, until, until I go and I watch a YouTube video. So now you're searching external help. You're, 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 listen, you're searching out, you're searching out uh, second dimensional help for a first dimensional assignment. So what, what if you begin to search out, now look at this because it changes because heaven and his help is no longer beyond me. Heaven and his help is right here. It's, it's right here. What am I saying? Luke chapter 17, verse 20. Then I'll be out of your hair. It makes it as clear as it can be. It says, listen, it says, uh, uh, Luke 17, 21. He says, don't say see, or see here or see there. For indeed, watch this, the kingdom of God is. Wow. The entirety, the fullness. <laughs> I really need you to grab this today. Not a piece of the kingdom. Not a part of the kingdom, but as soon as you are translated into Christ, as soon as you become adopted into Christ, boom, kingdom of God in you. Think about it for a second, please, because that means, it means, remember, it's not a faraway land. So now, even when it comes to walking in my gifts, even when it comes into walking in the supernatural power of God, I don't, I don't wait for me to have a feeling to come on me. So Holy Spirit, come on me so I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This is why the Bible uses language like this. It says, it says, it says, doesn't say pray for me to heal the sick. It doesn't say pray for God to come down and heal the sick. He says heal. Wait, wait. Heal the sick. I can just heal the sick. Yep. I don't have to stir myself up to do it. I, 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 don't, I, don't have to take, I, I, I don't have to go somewhere and shake back and forth until I feel my goosebumps so I can do it. All I have to do is put a demand on what's in me. And when I put a demand on what's in me, then I can step into the place where I can heal the sick anytime I want to. I can cast out devils whenever I feel like it. I can, I can walk on serpents whenever I sense the need to. Why? Because I'm not waiting for the kingdom to come on me. I'm looking for God to activate the kingdom on the inside. 
inside of me. I'm going to begin to walk in my authority. I'm going to begin to walk in my power. When I go to work tomorrow, I'm not going to go to work as a person that needs the kingdom to come on me. When I show up at work now, I'm going to show up like a man that knows I'm carrying the kingdom and anything that doesn't look like God has to bow to the kingdom in In me. In me. In me. I can walk in any hospital. In America. Lay hands on the sick. And they got to recover. Because the kingdom of God is on the inside of me, y'all. Uh, why don't we see people raising the dead? Because people don't raise the dead that's waiting on the Holy Ghost to come on them. When you understand he's in you, you can walk into the mortuary and say, I've canceled Granny's funeral. Granny, get up out of here. Because the reality is that I've placed my hands upon you. And when I place my hands upon you as an ambassador of the kingdom, what is in the kingdom is on the inside of me and what's in me I have the power to release what's in me I have the power to give freely you have received now freely give I've received the kingdom I can give the kingdom I receive the healing I can give the healing I receive the freedom I can give the freedom it's in you it's in you. Change your prayers, saints. It's in you. Change your perspective. It's in you. It's in you. I prophesy over this month that we're going to see record healings. We're going to see record salvations. We're going to see record deliverance because we're not going to just do it in these four walls. But we're going to walk outside of this building with the revelation that the kingdom is in me. While I'm plucking your eyebrows and waxing your toes, I'm going to be praying. Let the kingdom come up out of me. Oh, Lord, touch these toes. Lord, you see these bunions. You know what they need. God, I need you to come on out and to work not only on me, but to work in me. I got to go, but listen, God wants to give you godly fame. I woke up this morning and the Lord told me to tell his people that he wants to give you godly fame. But he's kept some of you in obscurity because you had a misaligned revelation. And he couldn't send you out on your assignment waiting for something to come on you. He, could, he couldn't send you out in your assignment waiting for a feeling. Waiting for something, something, something that, that feels like the kingdom came on me. He needed you to get the revelation that the kingdom is in you already. He said, with that revelation, I can now put your name on the wind. I, I have a goal. I told the prophetic team yesterday I have a goal, and it's going to sound very audacious to some of you, but my goal, Pastor Keith, is to be a household name. Now, I know some people are like, why in the world? Why in the world would you ever desire that kind of thing? First of all, I desire it because God told me he wanted to do it. Secondarily, I desire it because if I go as an ambassador of the kingdom, 
Wherever my name goes, Jesus goes. Wherever place my feet trod, he tries. You need Bible for it. God said over and over, he gave godly fame. Godly fame came on Jesus. Godly fame came on Paul. That God took their name. Now, I'm not talking about nothing. I'm not talking about a marketing plan. Because stuff I tried to market for years never worked. And it, it, it didn't happen until it was my time. There was stuff, y'all, I tried, I tried to do what's happening right now in our movement years and years ago. And I thought, I thought maybe if I buy some more door hangers, it'll do it. And maybe if I do this and that, maybe I got a few there and a few there. But it doesn't happen until it's your time. And listen, how do you know it's your time? It's when your revelation gets aligned. You don't have any other problem in life but a revelation problem. And God is about to give you an aha moment. He's about to awaken you in this hour that what he placed inside of you is for now and it's for today and he's going to send your name on the wind so that the people who need what you have can receive it lift your hands there's an anointing here we hope that you enjoyed this message we would love for you to come worship with us here again at kingdom culture worship center we are all about being real people serving a real god and changing lives have a blessed week